Hey, so one of my favorite movies is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. And at the end of the movie, Indiana is hanging in this chasm, hanging onto his dad's hand, and the other hand, he's reaching for the Holy Grail. And at that moment, he had to realize that he had to make a decision to save his own life or to go for that Holy Grail. His father told him to just let it go. So he made the decision to reach out his other hand, and his father pulls him out of this chasm. Now, reaching for a good cup shouldn't be that dramatic as that cinematic scene in Indiana Jones. But if you want a good tumbler, go over to bluecoolers.com and check out their tumblers. Their tumblers will keep your beverage at whatever temperature you want. If you're that lukewarm dude who likes that tap water right out of the sink, it's going to keep at that temperature all day long. If you want to tickle your tonsils with some ice cold water, you draw some cubes in there. It's going to keep your water cool all day. So go over to bluecoolers.com. Check out their tumblers. You could buy a cooler, but I think you should crawl before you walk. So go check out their tumblers. Order yourself one of those and see how awesome they are. And then you'll know how awesome their coolers are. So if you go over to bluecoolers.com, you tell them that Adam and Eric from the Staying in Trouble podcast sent you. They probably will not discount anything, but it would be pretty cool if you did. So go check out bluecoolers.com and see the stuff that they have. So go check them out. I watched the plane crash into asphalt. I didn't even see All right, the we're on. Hi, welcome to another phenomenal episode of Staying in Trouble with your hosts, Eric Humes and Adam Short. Today we have a special local guest. You've probably heard him on the P1s and the Chet Buchanan show, 98.5 KLUC, otherwise known as the Big Daddy, otherwise known as Professor Blue. Professor, glad to have you in today. Thanks. My, <laughs> wife, my wife only calls me Big Daddy, man, so be careful. <laughs> Well, you're not supposed to use that. <laughs> <laughs> so I've known Professor Blue for quite some time. Uh, we have a lot of local roots. Um, you're just featured in a, in a Knights game. Is it your number yeah. one video? How was that? Yeah, my number one video has about 50 views. No, no. I added I added <laughs> I added six to it. <laughs> it was it was a cool experience. I I was reaching out uh, through Twitter quite a bit. Uh, about that and uh luckily they they responded and and we used the track from my old album called run for it um gotten kind of hidden in the stack and uh it's probably one of my more upbeat songs uh it's called the hold and believe it or not i probably wrote that song in 20 minutes um it, it's a weird story my wife was playing tennis with her dad at the time and they left the house and i was like ah i'm gonna work on some music and just grinded it out and came up with that one and it's probably been one of my more popular songs it's been picked up on indie films it's been picked up on xbox um for a video game and uh, dude now i feel like i'm in the presence uh, of a celebrity no, no, this no, whole no. time but it's crazy how a song that you do for 20 minutes is like the most popular where i'll spend a week on one track well, and no one cares give 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 our listeners a little background so um you know i i know professor from basketball um, and I was even telling my wife, you know, I was showing her your picture and I'm like, you know, I, 
like when I think of like musician and especially like in electronica, trip hop or dance, you think of like five seven to five nine guys that you know weren't very good at PE. So how did you, <laughs> you know, how did you end up? You know, how did you end up where where you're at today? Like, how did music become part of your life? Oh man, that's a good question. I I love music as long as I can remember um, being a kid, always walking around with my He-Man radio, um, listening to actually listening to ninety eight point five. Um, growing up, um, I would put on fake radio stations through my house and through walkie talkies asking for requests. Um, <laughs> I had turntables growing up, uh, in, in Caliani. I was probably the first one who brought turntables to a live dance as a DJ. I used to, I used to be a DJ on the radio. Did you not get the memo that like, it's supposed to be like hoe down country yeah, music? I don't think people like that idea. But so he wow. grew up Caliani, Nevada. Yeah. But we brought fog machines and turntables and wow. I mixed in a little usher and, and scratched a little bit on it. But, um, me and my buddy made a hip-hop album in high school um, through an old software program called Mixman um, when I was a sophomore. And uh, we created it. We It was a weird process of creating the music where we made all the beats, and then we had to record it on cassette tape while the CD was playing. And then we pushed the cassette tape back to the computer to burn discs, which took about an hour at that time to burn a 30-minute CD. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we sold... I think 60 copies and we sold all the copies at school. Boom. And, uh, it was, it was fun to all 60 students. Yeah. <laughs> I, think there was, I think there was 50 students, 10 teachers. No, but there was you know, hundred students. We, we sold everything. It was fun. That's awesome. So, man. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, is. So I've always been involved a little bit. And then, so you moved to Vegas. Like, have you had some venues here or like what's, what's your audience here? What's, what's funny is there's uh, I, I don't think I have an audience at all um, and then that's not being negative it's just I, I don't promote myself really I just kind of do it as a hobby it keeps me creative um, I did do some work with a metal band um, throughout uh, after I got home is it a local band or? yeah local band uh, they don't play anymore we don't play anymore uh, it was called Heart 8 we uh, did some songs for the UFC if you've heard of oh. Heart 8 um, but me and the lead singer guitarist we still do some tracks Hmm. on the side i do i do watch a good portion of ufc you have i'm i guarantee you you've heard some songs in the background with videos like when they do the top 50 fights and stuff oh yeah you'll hear some of our stuff in there oh nice um so and being with them i, I submitted i ran into the guy i submitted a track i'm like hey they were looking for a keyboardist and i don't really play keyboard much but just right. a few to play my music and i gave him this really cool electronic beat and we called it pro blue which is actually on the aq ak um, no, I listened to I listened to a lot of those songs today, in preparation for for tonight. And so, um, what's your favorite, Eric? I'll put you on the spot. Uh, it is the more upbeat one. I have to look right here. <laughs> we'll have to throw some of your tracks in on the podcast. Yeah. Is um, you know, so like like this like the your lead in song on this was oh, yeah. really good. Oh, cool. Like, thanks. I. It bumps like it starts off slower, and then yeah. once it gets yeah. going, I'm like, "Oh, I could probably put this on my workout playlist." Good, thanks. Yeah. And then I think it was like number eleven or something like that. Like I actually did start listening to them so I could get you know prepped. Uh, yeah. And I listened actually. I, to be honest with you, I jumped to the ones with vocals. To be honest with you. Okay. Well, and that song's a good one for your workout because it's only three minutes long, and that's about the workout, right? Yeah, that's right. So, boom, you're done. Yeah. Song's done, you're done. I mean, even when I'm playing basketball, I only go from, like, three-point line to three-point line, so which is about three minutes. Well, so. me too, and I play center. Yeah. And I'm only three-point three 
no, I know, and that's the, and I think that's the issue sometimes. Um, I like to do instrumentals. I try to make it melodic as much as I can without vocals. I don't like a song. I don't think a song has to be carried with vocals. So I try. Your to songs it. definitely don't like the vocals. It's weird because it's not like it's not like the focal point. Yeah, and yeah. and to be honest with you, so I thought at first, I thought I thought maybe you were just mixing vocals in from another source and then i started reading and i'm like oh no i i, I think either him or mm-hmm. or one of your other uh, uh collaborators are mm-hmm. are actually the vocals and so then when i re-listened to other stuff then i start listening to the vocals a little bit more um and so then i think it's more so you know i think as a progression like you know it's easy to listen to the 4-4 beat with vocals that's that's a hundred percent pop music, right? Mm-hmm. And because it's easy to listen to, there's no effort. And then I think when you start getting into stuff that actually gets you going, and I, I would kind of like deem your stuff a little bit more like mood, mood music, like, hey, this is how I'm feeling and this music identifies with me. Or you know what? Like this is where I'm at right now, and this is something good for me to listen to. And so I think actually with the advent of more people putting together playlists, a lot of times when like a friends will like send me songs and they'll send me like, Oh, well, I'm like, Oh, this is a cool song. Can you send me the rest of your playlist? And then it makes even more sense. Like it even tells like a little bit of a story with, Hey, I, I use this to do, you know, I use this playlist to, you know, to do this or, Hey, you know what? On Saturdays, I like to listen to this because I'm lacking. Like when it comes to, like the pinnacle of my musical career was sixth grade where I was in a band, you know, Mabel Hogard. We won like a band, like a marching band, like, you know, sixth grade trophy gets, you know, you hit the trophy, you're done. Right. And, uh, uh, and then the band, the band director is like, Hey, you know, I'm like, ah, I think I'm over this bass clarinet thing. I need something a little bit more spotlight. He's going to play drums. I uh, tried that for a while. I'm like, I'm good at everything I do, you know, but the band is not the cool place to be. So Welcome like, to the Eric show yeah. <laughs> where we talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Comes right. naturally. So, well, I got to be honest. I, I never passed the recorder. <laughs> dun, 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 you know? Yeah. I just kept my finger on that bottom hole and was able to play that recorder like a champ. <laughs> Well, so now you got, but you've got music in your blood, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. I I have my cousin that that's very talented that travels the entire world playing his music, and I'm been begging and begging to get him on here. Nice. Get what, the, the next time the band's in town, I want to get plug him, him a little bit. Yeah, or you oh, him, Hemlock. Yeah, yeah. Chad, yeah. Chad, and Brian Smith both grew up with him, and they've been around music their their whole life, mm-hmm. and getting into different types of sound and so and i'm sure that's similar with you mm-hmm. playing with different sounds mm-hmm. different energies different stuff you know mm-hmm. but they kind of stuck to the i don't i i don't know the technical but it, it's heavy hardcore type oh yeah 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 heavy metal uh i would say it's even heavier than that like hardcore just, heavy metal. <laughs> I, 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 that's amazing it, it, but super heavy super hardcore <laughs> heavy metal yeah, yeah, but uh, um, my cousin Chad writes a lot of the lyrics, okay. and uh, there's a lot of meaning behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's something I wanted to, to to ask you when it comes to writing music, when it comes to writing the lyrics and stuff like that. 
do you just write stuff that makes sense or do you write it from emotions or how you feeling or, or stuff like that? Cause Chad was, would always tap into how he would feel things, events in his life. He, he had one album and the album was called kind of, it, it was, it put a lot of people off. It was called kill your children. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. the album was all about divorce okay. and being a child yeah. of divorce. And it, at first, when you read it, you're thinking, that sounds like a horrible album. Yeah. But when you really listen to the lyrics and really listen to what he's trying to say here, he, he was trying to put a message out. Yeah. You do the same thing? Uh, I, I don't try to really put a message out or anything. It is um, through feeling at that, at that time. Um, I have had people sing that have written their own stuff. Um, usually I do write most of it, um, but I'll definitely give co-write credits to anybody involved but usually with the vocals that i hear and then eric's talking about we're all making really airy and spacey it's just kind of like a feeling of at that time and i'll just kind of like loop it and um just go with at go with at the moment that fits right with that song because a lot of it's down temple down temple music and um but i always try to it might have a dark undertone but it doesn't mean it's dark music. It does have a light yeah. lyric to it. So um, there is a lot of stuff in there about love and, and relationships, but it's under like a dark tone, but it's happy. It just doesn't sound happy. So you said earlier that you, you come up with a lot of beats yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. How do you come from song to song without crossing over the same beats? Because sometimes I yeah. get in my head the a beat, but it's the same thing. Okay. How do you change it up completely? Not not to put you on the spot, Eric, did anything sound the same rolling into the songs or anything like that? No, I would say okay. it's the same genre, but not, Okay, uh, it was never rolling. I didn't okay. like so it was. Okay. I listened to three. Okay. I'll be honest with you. I only listened to three during my son's practice. And, mm -hmm. and I thought all three, I, I listened to the intro one and then there was one coming down. It's one called Beautiful Something. Yeah. I, I apologize. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I listened to that one. Okay. And I noticed a distinct difference yep. between the two songs. Yeah. I um it what's funny is my my beats per minute might stay the same. Um sometimes I'll switch it up. That's where I kind of start if I want to go slow or fast, but it doesn't really matter because I'm always trying to do something different in each in each song. It might be a, a, the same instrument, but I I love synth wave, I love trip hop, but I uh just try to make something as unique every time so it takes you on a journey it sounds corny but it takes you on a on a journey that that next time so you just hit this one track all right now we're going to switch it up and go somewhere else i really think of my music as like future beats like future futuristic stuff yeah. so it's it's um a lot of space a lot of alien stuff is in my mind it sounds weird but it's just like where would i be at this like in this place like what would be the music there and it's just kind of different um sometimes it does sound normal and so i do want to talk about that too like you talk about when you're in this space is so i was asking my you know my wife on on like hey what should i some you know what's some things should talk about now she like so i'm more analytical mm -hmm. and most people don't see that they see the jokey side of me the yellow side but actually behind that there's a lot of analytics and is and that blue red <laughs> I'm actually a lot of red. No, red, I thought blue was more analytics. Red is just know, more to the point. Like, yeah, I am very brash, actually, too. Um, and she was talking about for her. <laughs> Redo your insights, man. Is uh, Redo, Take that test. I have to take the, I've, I've taken the test many times. 
90% red with 10% yellow is, uh, is, um, you know, she's like, well, how, how do you balance? So you're a dad, you got a job, you have a wife, you got, you know, three kids. Like, how do you balance? How do you squeeze in? creativity time and where do you squeeze that in you're like hey honey i'm gonna hop in the pantry for a little bit and and crank out some beats i mean how's that work yeah in the pantry yeah (laughs) cooking up in the kitchen yeah Uh, it's weird because you know me we play ball three times a week yeah early in the morning and we're up at 4 35 in the morning right getting ready um and i'm usually in bed 10 11 o'clock at night uh you know it's something i it's a priority to me to be creative and and it's just a sacrifice and something i love and I know it, it, it may never go anywhere. I mean, it's had a little bit of success. I may never produce anything. I, I would love to be uh, like a composer on a movie sometime or, or um, help someone produce some type of album. Um, have you reached out to any? Uh, so we'll have to talk after the show, but just to throw out, there's actually a, a quite a budding little short film. Have you been? Have you offered some of your services to the short film festivals? People have reached out because um, I, I do have uh, my music through. Um, I forget what they're called, but they're they they shop your music for yeah. you for licensing deals. It's just a different. It's it's a different vibe, man. You know, and I've got yeah. to kind of pitch myself, and that's how I found my Xbox deal. I kind of reached out to the music supervisors and the creators of the game, and said, "Hey, here's some songs. Have this album. What do you like?" And reach back out to me. But um, you know, I, I play a lot of Xbox too. I play yeah. a lot of game video games. Um, and I just kind of take nights to myself to play a video game. Then sometimes I'll say, Hey, um, you know, I'm going to go mess around with some music. Some, someone wants an intro or I just want to create a new album and which I'm working on now. I've, I've got some new tracks going on right now and I'm trying to collab with, um, my, uh, old guy from heart eight that does vocals and guitar. Oh, nice. He's, he's amazing. And, and we'll try to come up with this cool electronic, um, not metal album, but it, it'd be a rhythm album. It'd be pretty cool. So always like to try new things so it just depends and i'll be up till midnight and back at it five hours later so you got like a little is upstairs in the loft or have you uh, i mean you got little kids pla- different places where i can find i just don't out there's this there's this artist named tricky i don't know if you've ever heard of tricky uh-uh. he's from london he's one of my favorites he's one of my big influences um he does trip hop but he doesn't like the word trip hop like it's not his genre it's just what the media gave him right um and he, you know, did music in his headphones. And that's kind of what I do. I just go to a space where I can just zone out with my headphones and and just just you know, let it flow. So I, I can, yep, just, I'll, I'll be anywhere and I'll, I'll I'll do a track. Gorillas did their whole album once, I think, on um, on a bus with um, the iPad or something back in the day. I don't know all the details, but there's different ways you can do it. And there's different ways you can zone out and do it. Yeah. I think technology yes. has just opened it up mm-hmm. huge for, yep. you know, for everyone. Yeah. And, uh, and, and that's what makes it easy. Well, what you said earlier, like you make it sound like going on a journey is, is, is cheesy. I don't think that's cheesy at all. Okay. Music to all kinds of songs almost takes me to a journey. Mm-hmm. There's a song I used to hate growing up counting crows. I used oh, to yeah. hate those guys, but, it, but, but if I hear that song, man, what's the name of that song again? What the, the, their famous song in the nineties, right in the middle yeah. of the nineties, yeah. whatever it was, yeah. do it. I, I can put myself right back to high school, yeah, of course. picture yeah. my friends, picture what I'm driving, picture how I was feeling at that time. And mm-hmm. every single time it comes across some old 90s Pandora station I'm listening to takes me right there. So yeah. it does take me on a journey. Mm-hmm. There's different songs I listen to in the gym that, that gets me a lot more motivated than other songs do. Yeah. And some songs almost tire me out. But there's a few songs out there that 
are big parts of my life mm -hmm. that that definitely take me on a journey. I, I don't think that's corny at all. Yeah. I think that's what an artist is supposed to do. Yeah, and I don't expect to take anyone on a journey. It's kind of selfish because I'm taking myself. It, it's kind of weird. Like, again, I do a lot of this for myself, not knowing if anyone will ever listen to it. And it's really odd that I put so much effort and time into it. So I do appreciate when people listen to it. I do appreciate the good feedback. I do appreciate the bad feedback. Like, I just love that people are listening to music. I'm like, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Thank you that that even is like melodic or, or it's even listening material. You know, it, it's yeah, kind of cool sure. that someone would, would check it out. So, but it's just something like at my point of time, like, all right, I want to do this. And, you know, that whole album, AKGQ, is for... Andrea, Kaylin, Grayson, Quentin, like that's what it stands for. All my, the, my family is kind of dedicated to, to all them to, you know, even, even though my, you know, my kids barely listen to it. They, they don't, they don't understand yet. Um, Not but yet, they, but, but they do. They uh, will. She, my oldest is six years old and she, yeah. she knows when my music is playing and she's very interested in piano and she wants to start recording. She's like, dad, I have, I have this chord. I want to start playing it. I want to record it. I'm like, okay, let's, Booyah. let's do it. It's That's just, nice. it's just hard at night right now, but maybe in the summer we'll do something together. So who knows? Where what? do you find your inspiration from? Um, like from artists or just like to go out and just create music. Like, like if you're out in public, I mean, do you ever gather or something happens? Someone says something, maybe you hear a beat, maybe you see something. Does it spark some kind of a creativity thing inside of you or whatever you want to call it that that's like oh man i need to i yeah. need to remember that and kind of all the time and it's frustrating because i feel like i don't have enough time so a lot of it's during work <laughs> like i'll be doing work or i'll be going to work and i'm like oh this is gonna be great i can do this i can do this and then the day's going by and the kids are in bed and you know it's it's late and you're like ah you know what did i what did i think of and then you just don't have the motivation sometimes so I'm inspired right. all I'm inspired all the time, which is frustrating. And if I could, I would be making I'd be putting music out all the time. I just I honestly don't want to just be putting out junk. But I know sometimes people like the mistakes and they'll they'll listen to that if, if they're dedicated to your music. So I'm inspired quite a bit. I just have to stay motivated to continue to do well, it, to push myself. I like the fact that you are, you know, finding success in the fact of uh um I was surprised. I actually looked at that, those different business models of like, you know, a door chime or, you know, if you have a little piece here and there and you talked about it, like people don't realize, but a lot of those pieces is what makes up our entertainment, whether it's, you know, the beginning of a, of a basketball game or like you said, a video games, like it's kind of like trim work on a house, right? Mm -hmm. I know houses. So, you know, a lot of times the music that you create is what adds a little bit of texture mm -hmm. to projects. And so I think that's awesome. Like when we talk about, you know, the new gig economy is anytime someone like, you know, especially an artist. Cause so I grew up in my, my, my grandma and my mom could just sit down and just paint just right out of the box. I'm colorblind. Mm. So I got a participation ribbon at some art fairs and it was embarrassing and because you only painted black and white no i was painting it some <laughs> colors but when you're used to uh getting some gold medals and some trophies and they're like oh here we go again and they're like your your dinosaur sucks and i'm like well obviously this is the wrong competition you're not a very good judge if that's what you feel and everyone's like yeah your dinosaur's not very good I'm like well you know what 
I may not be an artist, but guess what? I will be the president of the art club, which I was. So I've got artistic talents in different ways. But no, I, I, I respect, especially like with music or art, like I think that's like the essence of humanity in the fact that you're drawing on all your experiences, all your emotions to create something that we all, like you said, it's kind of selfish, but really you're just being, I think, humble and you're like, hey, the bus is as big as you as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like that's the great thing about like music or art is we can enjoy it or consume it whenever we want to or whenever we need to. And so you've you know, there's pieces of you in all your music and realistically you're sharing that expression with with anyone who listens. Yep. Yeah. And so like so I think that's like a great uh, you know, like I think it's a, one of the greatest expressions. I think like that can't be duplicated. Like people are like, well, you know, why do this? And I do it that way. And like with, you know, before we've talked previously about, you know, um, Adam being a plumber and he talks about, well, we talk about the welds. So just like when you're welding pipe, mm-hmm. it's an artist that like Adam could tell you, well, this person. Yeah, this person watched YouTube when yeah. he was doing this yeah. well. Yeah, this is a shortcut. Yeah, right? this is a very artistic yeah. rendition. Yeah. This is a cheap rendition of how it should be. And so, and so, you know, that's why I really want to get you honest is because I think everyone who can, you know, kind of boost up, like we're talking about going to the gym because we're guys, right? We go to the gym all the time. You know, we're big like that. But to be able to, like, focus your creative energies – and that's why I was asking you, so like, do you create a space? Do you have mm-hmm. this routine? Mm-hmm. Like, because as dads, dude, we get pulled in so yeah. many different directions, yeah. right? You know, one of the reasons I play early morning basketball or half for so long is because my wife doesn't mind. The kids are asleep. Yeah. She's usually asleep. Yeah. I get, you know, by the time I'm rolling in, everyone's just rolling out of bed now. Everything's hunky-dory. Oh, great, you're yeah. home. I'll make you breakfast. Great. You know? And so I think to be able to have something that you've been working on before you got married, you know, something that you've been working on since you were a teen or maybe even earlier and to still be progressing on it is it takes a lot of persistence. Yeah, it's kind of weird being, you know, I just turned 38 a few days ago and I've been doing this since I was 16 and, you know. I'm not looking to make money off of it. So like I really haven't made any money. That's not the, that was never like the goal when I did music. So it's crazy that I've done it for this long. And I, still except for those first CDs, him and his buddy were definitely yeah, oh, yeah, looking we, to we, turn we, a profit. No, we did. I mean, we, we made some money off of those. We sold them 10 bucks each. 60 albums split up 50, 50. You do the math. Eric. Easy but back money. In the day, dude, that took a lot of work to oh, put yeah. out stuff. I watched my cousin, he back in cassette, cassette days yeah. and he would make the paper and fold them in oh. the case and put them in and he would sit there at his table with all of this crap all over his table yeah. making it so he can sell it at school or, yeah. or or give it away and stuff that was a lot of work where today dude you just yeah. fire up your computer and it's out there yeah or you and I'll, I'll collaborate with people that live in detroit and i'll be like hey i've got this beat you know and we'll set up a dropbox account i put the music in there he listens to it does the vocals send it back to me and i mix it how i want 
Really? And I'll put it. I'll put it together. Yeah. There's See, a song. See, that's amazing. There's a song on Run for it. Called I wonder in, what in that was. I wonder what the whole Detroit in the description was. Yeah. So in in you to stay from Run for it. In you to stay is a really good album. I did a really good song. Um, I had that song done for like ten years, and I never touched it. It was a beat I did a long time ago, and I've always wanted to do it. And so in 2013, when I finally released it, I had my buddy. He was living in Detroit at the time. He put vocals on it and then sent it back, and then I mixed it, and then I added more stuff to it, and it sounds like we just did it together in the studio. So, you know, and you, and you get that idea from, you know, groups like the Postal Service and, and stuff like that who had to do it the old way where um, they shipped the music via the po- Postal Service, and the guy came back with the vocals and stuff. Like oh, that. wow. So that's how the Postal Service came about because it's a guy from Death Cab for Cutie. That, oh, that yeah. Come, it's a collaboration. I didn't know that. Yep. So there's, yeah, so nowadays you can just send a song over and give me some lyrics, you know. Uh, wow. You know, if they're motivated and then give me the vocals and I'll put them together. Okay. When you say I came up with the beat, how do you do that? What is it? Uh, it's an instrument? Yeah. So I, I have, I use software. I called it's called Reason. Okay. Reason is the software I use. Um, and it's basically a virtual rack that has all my instruments. It has my drum machine. It has um, different synthesizers. And I just plug in my keyboards. Um, and um, nothing is looped or anything like that. I might use like a, uh, pre-made beat at the beginning or something like that to get some timing and stuff down, but it's all programmed. So I'll find some bass sounds, I'll find some snares and cymbals and whatever, but I might start with the bass line. I might start with the, a melody. Um, I might start with something, then I'll come in with the beat and the bass. Like I add everything myself through my keyboards, record it, layered in, record it, layered in, put in the beat, layered in, and then and then tweak it as I go and, and, and just fill in the song. It's almost like people like to call Jeez, it my, man, my, my head's exploding right now. I'm just sorry saying like, sorry I'm just like, fast. man, that's like a lot of variables. That's that's like a lot of ingredients <laughs> in the stew. People call it basement music sometimes because it's made just in a home. So they'll call it basement music. And I don't mind. I'll say, look, I, I, I do basement music or or cut cut and paste electronic music or something like that where I'll, I'll take, some, take some bars. And I'm like, okay, I like that. And I'll cut and I'll paste it over here. And, that'll be the way my, my song rolls. So, um, well, do you feel like, so, cause you're kind of downplaying like the basement music, but do do you feel like maybe like over the progression since you were a teen is there's, you know, a lot more like electronica DJ music, like, you know, the chain smokers don't, don't sing, but they do collaborations. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, some of the top DJs in the world, you know, they make millions of dollars and they don't sing. Like, they don't get paid yeah. for the vocals. They get yeah. to, you know, kind of a version of what you're doing. Yeah. So I don't think, I've never even heard the term, and I'm not a musician, basement music, because I, I feel like, you know, to me, like, musicians like that have actually exposed that it's more about, like, what you produce. Yeah than how it's produced exactly and and so like i we used to go to uh, like the mandalay bay or different like venues or sunset station and used to have like behind the rider Mm -hmm. and the riders would be like hey i was at the bar and this girl kissed me that way and you know this is how i came up with the song (laughs) yeah and and it's the same thing they're like yeah it took like 10 20 minutes yeah and it was like this number one hit and so i think you know like once again whether it took you know, days and weeks, or sometimes it's 20 minutes when it's lightning in a bottle, lightning in a bottle works. And so, and, and so, like I said, it's like, I think, you know, going back to, you know, what you were saying, the reason why my head was closed, because I think for a lot of us, we don't understand what goes into it. 
And so I would never say it derogatory because I feel like there's so many things. Like I had a little keyboard growing up, dee, 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 a little mm-hmm. Casio. Did you guys ever have a Casio? No. But I know oh. what you're talking about. You, yeah. Your fingers are too big for it. Yeah, my fingers are too big for <laughs> it. But it was, <laughs> it, it, Each you know, key it was would like light this. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this big. It wasn't a full keyboard. I'm like, ah, oh, I can never play piano with this thing. And, and I think with, but it, you know, if anyone tries to play an instrument, you realize, man, there's a lot going on. Well, basement suit at it, it wasn't like a derogatory term. It was just, it was just basically, I think it's a, a coin, when, when a coin we're backstage, phrase. when we're backstage with someone, we're like, you know, we're here. With, did you hear our podcast with the professor? He's a big basement guy. Yeah. Well, it's not, no, it's just a, in, in home studio. It's a coin phrase for people that kind of, I think, make music by themselves and, and at home, you okay. know, but all the artists did it. Phil Collins did his both sides. I think it was both sides of the story album, whatever song that was, whatever album that was. I mean, a lot of artists do record in their home studios or at home and then they go into the big studio. I just don't have that luxury to have that extra help from someone, that extra input. So yeah, I just kind of do it as much as I can um, by myself. And, and hopefully, you know, it would um, it, it would come around to someone uh, so that would want it. I've seen guys use these. It's like a square and it has a bunch of other squares yeah. on it and then they'll hit it and mm-hmm. it'll come up with different beats and then they'll change things up. What is that called? Yeah, I don't know what that's I, – I, it's some type of sample. I don't know what it's called. A lot of people use it, but they preload. What, what that hooks up to is it's got sounds um, that they can trigger at that time. Yeah. So they'll they'll choose – And the sounds thing. can change. Yeah, the sounds can change depending on their inputs because there's banks. So there might be an A, B, C, D with 20 buttons – a 20 button is going to hold all these sounds. You change it to bank B, these 20 buttons will do different things. So gotcha. it's, it's, it's sounds that are banked. And, and I've, it's, I would love, I've done a live show once, like for one song, I, when I was at the Cosmopolitan, I worked there and they did like a talent show with the, with the co-stars, they call us co-stars, uh, the associates. And I did a live show. I could have cheated so bad. I could have cheated. I could have had a beat in the background playing and I could have just done a, mm-hmm. uh, some chords and stuff. But I didn't. I was like, I'm going to do it live. I'm going to do it real. So what I did was I had a little, I had two keyboards. I had all, sorry, I'm going to kind of get a little physical here. I had, a, I had my big keyboard to the right that had all my synths and bass. And then I had my left keyboard here that had buttons on it. And every time I hit a button, it'd have a beat. And then, but it would beat, the beat would stop. It wouldn't continue it. It would stop. So I'd hit that beat and I'd have to make, sorry if that makes noise. And I'd have to make sure I timed it right. So I would hit that beat and I would do some chords and hit that beat again. So it looped. Like there was no hiccup and I did it. It was like a minute and a half, two minute song sweating. I even did it in a bear mask. Cause that was kind of like our cosmopolitan. <laughs> mask. So I even made it harder on myself <laughs> yeah. and I didn't even make like the top two. And I'm like, I could have cheated and done that so clean. And so, and it was clean. Like it was pretty much flawless performance. Um, and, and it's not bragging or anything like that. It was just tough. And I just wanted to challenge myself and try to do it. And I changed the pitch and I'd be happy to show you guys the video, um, afterwards. Cause it, it, there is a video, but, um, it was super challenging. And it's like, I don't think people even do that. Like real do most guys artists, cheat like, the, or, 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 uh, or like when DJs I, get up there, sometimes I feel like they just hit play yeah. and then they just play around and dance and do their thing. Yeah. I think it's kind of, I don't want to throw anyone under the I'm bus. I'm not going to say but. cheat. I'm just going to say lazy because I'm into like. I love Prince. I love Prince. I love like he hated electronic. He hated computer music, but he started getting into it towards the end of his career a little bit. But he was always about live, live musicians and stuff like that. And even Tricky, when he first went on, um, his his whole album was made from samples and beats and stuff like that. And he's like, look, I don't want to do, I don't want to sit on a turntable and just rap. Like I don't want to do that. And so his when he was signed to Island Records, they got a band for him, like a live band, and they 
he was surprised that they even learned how to play his stuff live. And that's kind of always wanted to, like, I want my music to sound like, even though I made it on a computer by myself, if you listen to it, I want people to picture that there are real people like playing instruments and it's yeah. like a full band. Um, I don't want people to think, oh, he just programmed that. Have you ever thought about maybe uh, reaching out to, uh, you know, you know, we live in the One Hill area, like reaching out to part of the like the local bands to to kind of mix in and collaborate with? Or um, no, not really, because I just don't want to let anyone down if I don't have that time. I kind of like my free time. You know, like no, I don't free time. I think a like, lot of local bands are like young single guys or yeah, girls yeah. or whoever, and they're devoting their entire life to that thing. Right? And I don't want to play live. Like I'll play live if I had to, and and but I have kids and my wife and stuff, and I don't. I'm not the type that wants to go play live. Like I never wanted to. I, I love the stage. I love being in front of people. Like I love seeing people happy. When I was with the metal band, it was one of the best times of my life, and I had I enjoyed it. But I just kind of want to be in the background and be like, yeah, you know, I help with that, but I don't need to be out there. So um, a, a while ago, my wife and I. I took her to a concert. I went to Warren G and DJ oh, Quick. Yeah. And what DJ Quick, being a very old rapper, when he got out on stage, he brought, and he he talked about this before he got into his set, he brought all of his original stuff. His turntables and sound systems were the same ones that he cut his very first album in like the late 80s. Oh, geez. So it was the raw, it was the, was awesome. it was the old school real stuff. Yeah. And his his set was phenomenal. It sounded it, it sounded crisp and clear, but it was like it was back in the eighties. Yeah. And he's doing all of his raps, and he had his DJ back there doing. But it was all the original stuff. Where a couple of the other guys that opened up even before them, that I didn't know who they were, mm-hmm. they all had laptops. Yeah. They all had like this digital type stuff. Yeah. So so some guys fall in love with some of that old school. I have a buddy that I used to work with that loved vinyl. He thought that the sound from vinyl was a different sound from the digital mm-hmm. type stuff. Oh, it is. It's pure. Yeah. So is there something that you really like, like a certain type of instrument or a certain way of doing it that's kind of maybe considered old school, but there's a special sound that comes from that? Unfortunately not. I'm a huge fan of vinyl. I had the I own vinyl. I you know like I said I DJed in high school. I, I bought a lot of albums on vinyl. Um, if I could, I would hook up my vinyl. I have my record turntables right now. Like I I, I would prefer buying an album on vinyl any day. Um, but no, I haven't had time to experiment. And and I had to live on stage. I had my two keyboards, but I had it plugged into my laptop in order to load sounds and stuff for the for the metal band. I did a lot of bass hits. I did a lot of synths and stuff underneath underneath their songs. So. Um, not really, but I just I love live music. Massive Attack is another electronic group and that I love, and they have two drum sets. They have a drum set on each side, and they just bang it out. And you know, guitars, bass, and it's just. But their albums are more electronic, so I just I love a live band set. Yeah, yeah, and and, and we had a great time at that yeah. concert. I mean, DJ Quick was by far way better than Warren G. Yeah. So if I could, if I if I could go <laughs> way on, better, if I could go on tour like or do a live show, like yeah, let's yeah. let's hook some. Dr- I don't want just beats. Let's put drums in there. Let's put guitars. Let's put bass and let's just get this place rocking. Yeah, yeah. You want that energy for sure. Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. Yeah. Well, that man, that's amazing how you can come up with that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I I I find that really interesting how to come up with a different type of a beat every single time you know uh to to come up with something new and and finding that inspiration i I think that's important for all of us to kind of find some kind of created a creativity type of moment in our lives where we're we're creating something there's there's a satisfying feeling that comes from 
from that. I, I mean, even yeah. in, in the work that we do and yeah. our families and children and, and stuff like that, I didn't feel it that much this last week. Yeah, you look you look a little burnt, to be honest with Dude, you. Dude, man. You look like you had a horrible week. It, 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 was, it was fun. But it was it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done was shuffle seven kids through airports, cruise ships, oh, vacations, and little kids. I my I, I felt really dumb creating all of them. <laughs> <laughs> so well, so so I, I could see why you yeah. would want to escape that and yeah. create something that you have a little bit more control yeah, over. Yeah, they don't talk back, right? Oh, dude, <laughs> dude, I got to tell just a quick story, yeah. dude. So the ship has the daycare. And we checked the, I have a three-year-old and we're in line. We're just get done with dinner. The show's ready to start and I'm ready to check this kid in. And he was kind of been a pain in the butt all through dinner. And the cruise ships are going nuts over with this virus stuff. So yeah. every five feet, they have one of those Perel like oh, sanitizing okay. stations, right? Right. So right in front Washing, of the, yeah, right in front of the door of the daycare thing, they have one of those. So we're waiting in line with all these other parents. And little Isaac gets in there, and he's sticking his hand in. Like, not getting any on his hand, but he's just wasting it. (laughs) So I bark at him. I said, Isaac, get back over here. And he looks at me, and he goes, (laughs) And I walk up to him to grab him to get him away from there. And he goes, Dad, no, 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 don't hit me. Don't hit me. Don't hit me. (laughs) And I'm like, and all these parents look at me, and I'm like, you little punk you just threw me right under the bus and these parents are like oh man and i said oh, like, oh one of those parents i wouldn't hit him in front of you guys <laughs> i'm gonna wait till i'm alone with them i'm gonna beat the crap out of this kid so are you did you quarantine yourself before we had this interview <laughs> you know what a, a lot of people freaked out uh, we got back to our hotel in orlando after the cruise okay we stayed a couple days there and we were getting in the elevator going up to our room the first time, and we were talking to someone else about the cruise. A guy literally got off. He held the door and got off the elevator oh, knowing man. that we just got off a cruise boat. Oh, man. Like, some people are complete. Have you been swapped? How can you not? Yeah. It's all over the news. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, every time you turn on another cruise ship and there's yeah. a bunch of sick people on there. Yeah. We didn't have any problems. Our nice. entire cruise was great. Nice. They were clean. Like you said, washy-washy. Well, they, they also say that heat kills it. They're like, and so as soon as the temperatures start to rise, you're going to, it's going to evaporate. And so, I mean, I've literally, it Kinda seems like, like I talk about like it every jump day. Shop, Eric. <laughs> Evaporated. Calm down. Sorry. Scalabrini, Sorry, the spirit of Scalabrini is strong. <laughs> I, I the spirit of so, Scalabrini is strong this week. Thank you very much. I am so glad you're here to counteract uh, all this. Because oh, when I get him in the morning after the games, he's talking about, oh, he, he I, I could just see this. <laughs> Thin and red-headed, just slamming the ball into the hoop every single time the way he talks. Scalabrini from the corner, game winner, you know what? just like say, on Monday. I will say, Eric, I think he likes to guard me because I'm pretty lazy now. I don't play too much, but sometimes I'll turn it up on him. Yeah, just let you go by. I, I, so, I, yeah, like it's embarrassing, but I think we're getting into that old man ball stage where – you know, if, if a young buck comes and he's jetting around, he's either getting a clothesline <laughs> or a gentle nudge. Is oh, what do we really? call it? A gentle nudge yeah. into the into the wall. But I may look young, man. I'm not though. You got to remember, I was out of the game for like ten years. So, 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 so we're on the cruise boat and they have the basketball court on there, right? And I was I was pretty. My son has been he's picked up basketball this last year, playing on this high school team, mm-hmm. working hard at it. 
He's trying his best at it. He's trying to get better. He's got he's the haircut. Constant, oh, yeah. He looks like he got kicked out of a Trump rally, man. He looks horrible. <laughs> and he's, he, he's, he's working hard at it, and I, and I give him credit. So he gets on the cruise boat. He goes, man, I want to go play some ball. They have a tournament going on. Right. So he decided to skip dinner, and he's up playing ball. So I decided to go check on him. And he's on a team playing another team. He is the small little white guy mm. on the court with these big brothers. Yeah. And they were they were playing some street ball. Oh, nice. They were pushing around. Oh, man. They were pushing him around. And and he was he was hanging with him. Nice. He was he was taking shots. He was pushing back. He was fighting everything. I wondered he how had. he got that bloody lip. So I I took a picture of it. Like it's hard to describe, but you have this one mm-hmm. by himself, dinky little white kid with these guys that are these are some of them are adults. Yeah. And they're playing hard. So I took a picture and sent it to his mom. And she goes, is he okay? I said, dude, <laughs> he's in there on his own. He yeah. wants to learn how to play. Good. He better run with the big boys. Yeah. And, and he was. He was doing everything he could. He got knocked down a couple times, and he got right back up and, and played. And well, Good I, for him. And that's the way you're going to do it. Yeah. But he, Let's talk about the real sport on the cruise ship. Pickleball. Did you get in on the pickleball tournament? No, I did not get on the ping pickleball. pong tournament. I, I, I don't know if I made this clear. I had a three-year-old <laughs> with me. Uh, that was a priority when I was on the ship. The pickleball? And the ping pong. And the no shirt contest? And the no shirt. And You didn't I, do the I, belly flop? I, did, I couldn't even compete with those guys. I'm not even their weight class. So. And, and, and you weren't drunk, so. <laughs> there were some there were some both sides you got both sides inebriated and just, just idiots just crazy <laughs> and uh i'm like and my kids are like yeah get in get in i'm like uh i make these guys look like skinny mini i i'm i feel better about myself today because of that contest yeah, so that was a good time anyway hey uh you mentioned something earlier i just wanted to, to ask one more question yeah. on it was uh you said you got picked up by some indie films and yeah. stuff. Do these guys find you or you send it to them or do they just kind of search around and you're kind of in that market? It's been 50-50 um, because I have my music set with the music group that will shop it around. And so this one indie film that um, it was like a 10 minute film, they they reached out to me and said, hey, can we use your music? I said, oh, you know. You contact this these people and stuff like that so that was that was cool to see and the other time i uh, like i said have been where i've been pitching it i've been contacting music music supervisors or or um game developers or anything like that and with the help of friends and stuff like that retreating retweeting things and 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 helping me get noticed it's it's been it's been cool so it's 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 a it, it's all all out kind of like family thing you know like i, I need my Everyone's been, everyone's been a part of it. Yeah. Now, now you said you don't do it for the money, but do these indie films or games or the Xbox thing? Do do you get a revenue from it? No. Do you get a percentage? Unfortunately, not. Um, I mean, for the Xbox, I was like, you know, they, they paid they paid for the song up front. But like, if you really want a good deal, you want to have them pay for your track and then give you some royalties of anything sold. You know, I'm, you know, Eric asked how much song, how much is the intro for a podcast, and I said, you know, six hundred dollars. No, I said free. I said, Eric. I said Eric. Just take it. Like it's to me. It's I want people to use my music. I want exposure, and I'm hoping good things will happen. That you know, it's not taking a lot of my time. I, I know if you don't, you know, if you if you do something well, you know, you, you want to be compensated for it, obviously. But that was never my goal, and hopefully, you know, someday I will be able to do something bigger for that type of reward. But right now, it's never been a part 
of me, who I am. I just like to create music. I like to make people happy. I like people. I like to work with people and hopefully something will come from it. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And if you help us with an intro, that would be great because I'm sure I'm creeping up on copywriting issues (laughs) on the song that we're using. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, thank goodness we're not that big yet that no one's really noticing like, wait a minute, I don't think that guy has a license. Well, I started (laughs) off, I started off doing YouTube videos with my buddy. They're, they're very, they've done a lot of YouTube channels um, and they're very popular. They've got awards from YouTube and I started giving my music to them to kind of get noticed and of course youtube came after them saying hey we need permission it was just easy for me to you know sign something like that and and give it to them so it's been it's been cool um you know i'm just hoping i can continue to ride the momentum and and see what happens right That's on. phenomenal well we, yeah ryan i mean professor we'll we'll definitely <laughs> yeah. uh it, you know Eric? yeah no the professor we'll uh we'll definitely try to you know i'm glad you didn't call him big daddy during the show yeah yeah thanks yeah i learned my lesson the first time so <laughs> yeah yeah that made us all feel uncomfortable <laughs> i appreciate is, the invite eric thanks for thanks for making me feel good man thanks for what me up here. yeah i think so like what's great about the podcast i think everyone has a story and i think everyone like you know when you sit back and you say you know what like there's a lot of cool things going on in life and a lot of times i don't i you know it's great that we have this podcast to kind of highlight those people and highlight some of the issues that are going on you know now i'm gonna have to be decontaminated you know because i was around adam but you know but no i really appreciate you coming out and like i think for even me like like your music not only does it like tell a story but it exposes me to something that i would have never uh been exposed to cool. and that is like a double bonus because i'm thinking about you know so you talk about youtube channel my son is always looking for like new avenues like he you know he's into what he's into which is like magic the gathering mm-hmm. the game and he he enjoys it he beats down adults he i mean he just knows every card he, you know, he wants to develop a YouTube channel. He, he has a 3D printer, so now he's out slinging catapults. And, I mean, he's he's very entrepreneurial. And, and that's why I was asking, like, on the money side of things, is it isn't for to replace your income. It's like, hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's a little bit of, like, getting recognition. And I think mm-hmm. that's what I heard in most of your stories is, like, hey, I came up with something, and it made someone happy or you know what, someone found it useful. Yeah. And going back to what I said along, you know, the beginning is, I think with the artistry and the creativity being kind of the heart of humanity is you're sharing a little piece of yourselves. And so now you have, you know, little little pieces in all, in all of us, right? And whether just for that moment on that day, you've made us a little bit better. So yeah. thanks, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. thanks, man. And, and, and I'll get, uh, I'll plug all your, your links, Okay. Uh, I'll get them all from you after cool. the show, and I'll put it all on the our intro on the iTunes okay. and all of our podcasts, so so people can find your work, yeah, find you. uh, hit your links up, download your music, and and check it out for themselves. Yeah, and I'm so, glad we got these coupons. So I don't have to keep yeah. hitting refresh or like <laughs> yeah. after it times out a little yeah. bit and it's starting to chirp at me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. tell you to pay for it. Yeah, it's like yeah. Hey, give me this big flashing like. Yeah. Here's like the the title, and then at the bottom's got this big button. Pay for it here now. So yeah, right on, man. Well, okay. thanks, Ryan. Yeah, I appreciate thanks it. Thanks for Thank coming so on.
This is your life, and I can't make that you come.